0: And may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy projects. Amen. Daf Daph Ayn Bet Daph is being studied in the vision of Abraham ben Esther. The Hashem God is being Eden. Amen. Daph is <laughs> being studied in the prayer of Yosef ben Sarah and Sarah Bat Rachel. the name Lahem the She'ar in the name Israel, Amen. Amen. We begin today's daf on Ayin Aleph Amud Bet, when we are on the bottom line. Hamadir et ishto. So we learned a case in yesterday's mishnah where a person makes a vow against his wife that he does not allow her to go to weddings bet mister, and does not allow her to go also to bet Avil, the funerals. So we said if he makes such a nedir. You see, she can ask for a divorce And she gets ketubah And the language of the Mishnah was B'penish b'faneha Because she's closing the door in front of her So the Gebaras begins Mishlama I understand the If he's refraining her to go to the weddings Ika Okay, you're closing the door in front of her What door? And she says Which means she wants to relieve herself from tsar, so you go to a wedding, Samha, and therefore she has, uh, you know, she's able to, to, to relieve herself. And furthermore, if she's going to go to weddings, other people will come to her simachot. So therefore, you're, you're, you're stopping this reciprocation factor, that they're not going to come to her semachot to enjoy with her. So comes the... Um, comes the, uh, the say Seh in Slashii, Pikuach Sa'ad, is a ta'ut Sofer Pikuach is not the right uh, word. It should be spelled with a Chaf, Pikuach, which means to alleviate Sa'ad. <laughs> <laughs> Pikuach means to, to investigate, uh, to that sort, Pikuach. So this is supposed to be with a uh, with Chaf, <laughs> just for your information. Ela <laughs> but stopping her from going to the Bait Aaveel, ma'in no'el bifaneha what, what, what doors are you closing <coughs> by stopping her from going to a bet havel? She's a tsar over there. So, what want to go to a bet havel? So, comes the and says, "What is she losing?" Tana imeta. One day she's going to die. The end kol of the, and nobody's come to eulogize her which means she didn't go for others. So people are going to say, oh, she never went to anybody's uh, Aver. and she's going to end up getting uh, um, no eulogy as a result of it. The ikad Amri in Kol Bria Sofna Sofna, as she explains, is Kovra. Nobody's going to bury her. Taprashi Sofna Kovra Keshem Shiloh Gavla Chesed Kach Lo Yiglelu ema. everything is reciprocatory. She doesn't uh, do it for others. Others are not going to do it for us. So you're Noel. You're, you're, you're closing the door and I'm not letting her go to these... Uh, what does it mean in the pasuk in Kohele? Tov el bet which means it's better to go to Bet to a house of mourning, than it is to go to a wedding, to a party. because the uh, end of man is death, and therefore the living will pay 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 heed to the fact that his, uh, his life is temporary. Which means that musad you're going to get from a uh, from a vel So it comes the Gemara and says, What does it mean that the high will put it in his heart? What is it going to put in his heart? Which means you're going to put the following principle uh, regarding death, person will uh, will, will, will contemplate. The safad, yisbedune. Those that eulogize will get eulogized. The kabar, Those that bury, get buried. The yiddal, those that lift the aron, carry the aron, yiddilune. Or actually, the yiddal, that's right, that's referring to uh, who cries out. Mishimirim kolo. Somebody that calls out and crying at the uh, funeral you know to show that they're um yeah, she's that's shown. Herim kolob mesped the yidali. He elevates his voice. He delunet not quite for him. The lava, he makes levaya. He escorts the body. He delunet. They would escort him. do Lifts the coffin. They do the same thing, which means there is a Midak connected midah in the world, and therefore the ha'itin libor. Pay 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 close attention. You're doing these things. The Borei Olam will orchestrate the world that these things will come back to you as well, because you're doing it for other people. That's Avid. Right. Now, I saw once uh, interpretation over here in this Pasuk, which is worthy to repeat. Normally, when you're comparing two things, there has to be a certain similarity that you're comparing them to, and then you say, but this is better than that. For example, if a person is comparing uh, two different types of apples, so a person can say, oh, this apple is better than that apple, because you are dealing with apples and apples, so you're able to make a, uh, a judgment which is better. But you don't say, this apple is better than this orange, because it's two different species. It's not, uh, it's not you cannot compare them. So the Mishnah, the pasukim Kohele, the is saying, you know, it's better to go to a Bet ave than Bet Mishteh. Two different things. Not, what do you it mean it's better to go to? Two different types of uh, events. Uh, that you can't compare them. So obviously what held... There was a certain similarity between them. and he's still saying, but this one is better. What's the similarity? So, the Mepharshim explained like this, that when a person goes to a wedding, so, it's also a place where he contemplates the end of his life. Why? Not because he's getting married. But because he thinks to himself, what's the whole purpose of getting married? What's the whole matara? Uh, Pirurvu to have children. Why? Why is that the whole Matara? Because obviously people don't live forever. And therefore we have to make weddings in order to keep the species perpetuating. Because if everybody lives forever, so you need to make weddings because uh, you don't have to perpetuate the species. So therefore a wedding also is a time where a person is able to contemplate his uh, his death. So there, well, there is a connection. But it's, uh, and that's why the Mifashim say, uh, Instinctively, people cry at weddings. Now, why should they be crying at weddings? The chareidah, weddings is a is a happy occasion. So people will tell you there's a crying of happiness and things, but that's uh, strange. Happy as they, there's, there's there's tears because the neshama senses the truth of what's taking place over here. The neshama understands that if there's a wedding, that means people are going to die over here. That this couple's not going to be around forever, and therefore they want to perpetuate themselves to their children. They got to do it now because life is short. And therefore the neshama senses that. Just like a person cries instinctively at a funeral. Because theory sees it clearly. And that's what Shalom HaMelech is saying. Better to go to a funeral because it's more obvious. Because it's more, it's more pronounced. But at the wedding you can get the same uh, musar. That's why forget, Rabbi Rakot learned that there was one rabbi at a wedding. that used to have a custom. He used to throw the... Uh, uh, he asked him, sing a song. And what are he sing at the wedding? <laughs> de mitnan vay <laughs> You know, whoa, well, we're going to die. Whoa, well, we're going to die. And you say, oh, what are you talking about? What does that got to do with a wedding? The adribah, He understood the exact uh, uh, essence of what the wedding is. Mitnan, that uh, the life is short. That, that's why we're making weddings. So we can have uh, children. So we can have another generation. Don't hold it. So that's what Shiloh bar is saying. And he bo- both can accomplish the same goal. But at a funeral, as I said, it's more... Obvious. It's more clear. You don't have to think so much about it. You see the coffin in front of a person, and already it's obvious that life is uh, life is short. <laughs> so we said. But if the reason why he's refraining her from going to the weddings or to these funerals is because of davar because of another item, so then already he's permissible. The name is Kayam, He doesn't have to get divorced and give her a ketubah. What's the davar <laughs> Which means could be at these places there's people that are pirutsim that are not um, uh, the immodest people, immoral people. So what is he worried? If his wife's going to go to this wedding, Shalom she can become taken advantage of by these uh, pirutsim. So if he makes them near to protect his wife from the pirutsim, then already it's uh, considered uh, that's considered valid. Amar lo, that's only talking about when well, there's a hazakah that these people are in these places. But if there's no hazakah, the guy just uh, saying a suspicion. Then maybe there's going to be somebody over there. No. It's got to be established that there's people at these places that are not proper. And therefore, if he makes it in such a case, then it is hal and it's considered legitimate. Now we learned at the end of our Mishnah. The Mishnah said... That if he makes a a, 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 a nerdeh, right? And he, he makes it hinging on, on the condition that you're going to tell so-and-so what you told me. Or he makes a nerdeh, you know, you're going to tell so-and-so what I told you. So he came along and the Mishnah's dean was that um, you take ketubah. That's already filed a divorce. Now what, what's, what's the big deal of it? So the Gibrach says, V'tema! Let us say it what's the big uh, big thing of? Let her go tell that guy what he, what, 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 what he told uh, what she told him. What are we concerned about uh, was, these were private items that are embarrassing, which means um, for example, she tells uh, the uh, wife, go to that guy and curse him and tell him things of and uh, Giduf. And therefore, she's going to embarrass somebody. She's not obligated to go and curse somebody out because the husband says to do such a thing. So therefore, the varim she can say, listen, I cannot live under such a, uh, a neder, Give me a uh, ketubah and take a divorce. Uh, if it was a normal thing, I'd go tell him uh, good morning, then of course, I go do that. And she has to fulfill the uh, vow that the husband made and no problem. But in this case, he's putting on in a position where she, you know, she's not obligated to go tell somebody the varim shal kalon. Therefore, they didn't have the mishnahs as such. Oh, So he tells her, I want you to empty out into the garbage can Which means fill up and empty out in the garbage can So take out the garbage, it sounds like So he says, oh, he, says he, he, cont- he makes a native with such a contingency that <imitating> So look at what I says, Let her do it, oh, what's, 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 what's the big thing, she empties things out in the garbage can I'm going to that, the rabbi explains, "Kot to Tashi le'Hash to Tishemish." He's giving a euphemism after Tishemish uh, the Yemalei Rhamaschik Vazera, where she's filled with Vazera tarutz ben Agleavet in Petzenu. She's saying, "Go empty out." She lo yiklot v'tetaber. He's telling his wife, "Go empty out the garbage can," which means the zera that he just put in her. Empty it out quickly because he doesn't want his wife to become pregnant. So the Mishnah is it in a nice way: go, you know, fill it up and put it in the uh, put in the garbage. So and, and what's the uh, and what's the claim over here? Why can't she come to divorce? She wants to get pregnant. She has a right to have children. She wants to do a uh, piru. There's an obligation, but you can't tell the wife not to have children. So therefore, she has a right to get the divorce. The <laughs> mita, the has a different interpretation. <laughs> fill up ten, uh, you know, pitchers of water. The tarer the aspa and go pour it into the uh, garbage. So gums Gavz says, "Bishta Malish Shmuel." I understand according to Shmuel's interpretation that's the shikmat zehra. I understand why you have to be modest. She wants to have children. A husband cannot force the lady not to have children. So therefore, you see, to take ketuba. Ela le matnita, but according to the right there, what's the difference? go take a 10 uh, buckets of water and throw it into the garbage. What's, what's, the, what's the big deal that already she can claim that she wants a uh, get with a ketubah? Amar eat, Because she's making her look like a fool. Well, embarrassing his wife when she's going, taking, like jugs of water and pouring it into the ashpah. People think she's crazy. So if her husband's doing it to, in such a way to put his wife in such a light, so therefore she can claim that she wants a get and she will get a ketubah. Amar of kahana A person makes a neder to his wife, which means that she cannot uh, lend, she should not borrow things, she cannot borrow things, and she should not lend things out. You can't can't borrow anything from the neighbors, you can't lend anything to the neighbors. For example, basic household items, the sifter and the sieve, that's the millstone, the oven. That's already ready file, she can claim for a divorce, and she gets Ketubah. What's the reason? Because she's giving her, he's giving her why his wife, a bad reputation. Well, the neighbors come on and say, oh, this lady over here, she won't lend you anything. You know, you can't, uh, she doesn't lend out, she doesn't, uh, the, uh, you know, she doesn't let you, uh, she doesn't take, she doesn't receive. So she's giving you a bad reputation. She, she doesn't want to have a name like that. <coughs> like this or similar, Same case, right? He's making a nether against his wife. which means she cannot borrow. she cannot lend out. she cannot borrow herself. She cannot lend out to others. These are all, uh, these are all movable goods. Why? Again, giving her a bad uh, reputation amongst the neighbors. Go well, the other way. She's not going to uh, bar, uh, um, borrow anything from others. Nor is she going to lend out. She made a on herself. I'm not doing any uh, weaving uh, of any clothes for my husband's uh, children. She makes such a nadir. He can give her a divorce and he does not have to pay the ketubah. Why? Because that's the opposite. She's giving him a bad reputation. What kind wife is this over here? She doesn't, uh, she's stingy and she's, uh, why? Because now the people are going to think that he told her. Understands it doesn't go. On. Probably the husband uh, is a cheap guy, whatever. Told uh, the you know don't uh, lend out anything or don't, don't 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 give anything to the others. Then don't uh, do things for the children. And therefore he's getting a, a bad reputation as a result of it. So therefore the Mishnah says that uh, since the people are going to think he's the kamsan over here, so therefore she's, he's able to give her a divorce without a ketubah Matnitin. The following ladies, the husband is allowed to divorce them and not give them Ketubah. Haoveret aldat Moshe veYehudit. So that Moshe is she goes against Torah law. That Moshe is the Torah. Torah Moshe. she she, she transgresses Torah law, and specifically we're talking about the transgression of Torah law that affects him. I mean, he's affected by such a transgression. Uh, <laughs> the Yehudit. What is that Yehudit? So that she says, <speaking in Hebrew> She goes against Jewish custom, Jewish practice, specifically regarding the laws of Tzini'ut, which means there's a standard of Tzini'ut that the Torah demands, but Benot Yisrael throughout the generations accepted upon themselves certain higher standards of Tzini'ut, that we'll call it Bidrabanan or Mita'minhag. So even if she goes against what's called dat yehudit Jewish practice that are in her dress, that's already enough for, to get a divorce without a ketubah. So the Gemara, the Mishnah asks, dat Moshe? What's considered dat Moshe? What are these Torah laws that we're talking about? Ma'akidato she'enu she gives him food that uh, she didn't take ma'asrot. She fools him, meaning he's eating it under the impression that the tirmot ma'asrot were taken, and he finds out that uh, she uh, she didn't take the ma'asrot." Or she goes with him when uh, she's nida. Ve'lo kotsala halah. Or she gives him bread and she didn't take a halah from the bread. <laughs> she makes vows and she doesn't keep the vows. Now we we'll have to see in the Gemara which vows are we talking about. Which, what does he care? She makes vows and doesn't keep them. How does that affect him? Mm-hmm. So we'll see exactly how. Ve'ezu idat yehudit. And what's considered dat yehudit when a person gets divorced without like a ketubah? Mm-hmm. She goes out in the marketplace with her head uncovered. She doesn't cover her head. or let's say she's uh, she's like immodest, in the way she's let's say weaving in the marketplace. U'midaberet imkula adam, and she talks to people. So therefore, she's like flirtatious, or she's talking to other men in the marketplace. Out. Aba Shaul Omer, if the wife curses the husband's parents in front of him. Which means she goes to the husband and says, you know, negative things about his parents in front of him. Rabbi Tarfon Omer, Even a lady that's a kolanit. You can divorce her without a ketubah. Ve'ezi kolanit. What's a kolanit? Kolanit comes from the word kol. Which means she's a yeller, she's a screamer. Which she, is when she's talking in the house, the call, the neighbor's already able to hear exactly what she's saying. So she's such a lady that's a kolanit. they can already... Uh, get uh, divorced. Okay, comes the government. Now says, "Maachilatosh enu meusar." Okay, so he's giving, she's feeding him stuff that's not meusar. That's not the intake to the matmasrot. Hechidame. So the government wants to know practically what's the case. How can a husband ever come to eat things that are not meusar? Give, give me the scenario. If he knows already going in that the stuff was not taken to the matmasrot, nifros. He, he just won't eat. And if he doesn't know, how's he going to know? Which means, how does he end up finding out that the stuff wasn't taken to the Moth Ma'aslot? If he doesn't know, he doesn't know. How does he end up finding out? The says, The case is talking about like this. She comes along and says, listen, don't worry, everything's good over here. Kohen so-and-so, he came, he took to the Moth Ma'aslot. So he trusts her. The Azil went went to ask that Kohen that she mentioned? the and the guy said I never took terumot maasot. Then the Gemara said that he's believed, and therefore uh, that's exactly a case where he ate it on her uh, uh, her testimony, whatever her claim. But what the Kohen came along and denied that he ever took the terumot, and therefore he can give her a divorce. Comes the Gemara and says, Okay, the case is he, he's with her, she's with him when she's nida. Again, hechidameh, what's the case? Again, if he knows that she's nida, so he's going to be puresh, not going to go with her. Now, if he doesn't know, the Gemara says, Just let, let him rely on her to say, she's not nida. Which means like this, the Gemara cannot ask in this case that, if he doesn't know, Minaya, he's going to find out. Because okay, so he'll find out. If he goes, with, he'll see blood on him. He'll know that she's nida. That, that, that you're going to find out. So obviously, we're we'll talking about over here that the question is: She's coming along and saying she's fine. So the If he doesn't know otherwise, why can he just trust her when she comes along and says, "I went to the mivir"? Because there isn't the immanut that the Torah gives to a lady that you believe her when she says she's still in our how do we know that in ida counts seven days for herself? Which means you could trust the lady when she comes and tells you, "I counted my seven days and uh, I went to the magfair. Yeah, She doesn't need aidim and all that. She's not a minute. She's a la which means she count herself. She doesn't have to have a testimony and things like that. So therefore. The case is talking about over here, what? Where uh, she she said that she went to the Macbeth, <coughs> so then the us so that she could trust us. So, 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 so what's the problem? So what's <coughs> the uh, problem? He came along, she said, listen, uh, such and such a hakam. I went to show him uh, dam, and he came along and said, Tahor. Okay, so he trusted her, so he went with her. Then what happens? He went to ask that hakam. <that> I the rabbi said, never said she otherwise Oh, so therefore, she fooled him. She had the oh, to say that, what? She went to the Her husband's not to trust her. But she tricked them up. So he went to the rabbi, and the rabbi confirmed that, what? Nothing happened there. She was at We have a rule like this. Sometimes a lady... She can be established nida by the clothes that she wears. Because ladies used to wear in the old days certain clothes when she's nida. And the neighbors already know that when she's wearing these clothes, already she's ni benida. Which means if they tell a husband, your, your, your wife is nida. Says, How do you know my wife is nida? The neighbors already are telling her that we know she's nida. That's the way she can dress whatever it is. And then he goes with his wife. That's considered as he, We give him malkut for such a thing. Which means you got to know. So the same thing over here. She went with his wife. Thinking, what, that she's okay. She said she's okay. All of a sudden he walks out of the house and the, 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 the neighbors are saying, what are you talking about? Your wife's uh, nida over here. Oh, so therefore he knows now from the neighbors that, uh, that, that she was in there. Our question was, minayadah. <laughs> she said, how can you rely on her? Rely on her. She's saying she's okay. You cannot rely enough to a hazakah from the neighbors that they're saying, what, that she's not good. So therefore she's mishtam sh'toni nida. She's fooling him. So therefore the deen is your tzi, She's not taking halal from the bread. Same question. What's the case? If, she, if he knows that the bread was not taken, the halal was not taken. The flour. He doesn't know. So how does he know? how does he end up finding out? The guy came over and he and he was a kneader. He kneaded the dough for me. And he used the mikabel. He mixed the dough in the water for me. He can't eat and he also fixed the Eisah to khalaf for me. The Azad Shaila. He when he asked the guy, "Where's the She She's found out to be lying. She's making vows and she's not being mekayim. So comes again and says, "The Amar Moor, Ba'avon Nedarim, Banim Meitim, Hasa Shalom Ba'avon of Nedarim. A person makes Nedarim Neder." So it says Banim Metim, it causes Haswishalom children to die. Now even though we say that etu Avot al Banim Avotam the children don't die for the sins of their parents. That's only true when they get dudim. But can be punished for the sins of their parents. So therefore the lady over here is jeopardizing the husband's children. Even though the neighbor doesn't affect him directly, but we know the rule, She's making vows and she's uh, breaking them, so Hashem is jeopardizing uh, the children. How do you know that uh, this is so? so? The pasuk says, "Al do not let your mouth; do not let it uh, cause your uh, flesh to be lost." And the end of the pasuk says, "Ve'al and then don't tell the angel or the shaliat, the messenger, kishigagahi. That uh, was a mistake. Why are you gonna let God damage your handiwork? So the Gibbala says, What's considered the handiwork of a person? Have you made banavub notab which means the person makes the darim doesn't keep them? Shawamilik says in the uh Kohelit, the khibel it mahadecha. But Minana comes back, says on children of Nahman, Amar mehakarhwa and says from this Pasukov here, Pasuk in Yrim Lashav Ekiti et Benechem. So God says lashav because of shav I smote your children. Lashav al eske shav al danya of shav, which means you made vows and you didn't keep them. Gemara continues, Danya Yerubimir Omer, Kol Yehuda be'eshto shenodaret vena mekayemet. He says anybody that knows his wife that makes the darim and she doesn't keep an edarim. She says, he should make uh, a neder on her, which means he should oser, whenever she was oser, he should come along and make a similar neder on her. Kabbalah says, what are you talking Which means, what do you mean? She made a neder against this item. So he, he should come along with the same nether? Okay, I'm also you to that item. What, what's that going to do? She made the nether, she's not keeping the item. I mean, he, what's, what's it going to gain by him to do the same item? Yeah. So the us a note. That's the, the strategy over here. He should go get her angry. Kedesh In order that she'll make the nether b'fanad the She She's like this. Let's say this lady's accustomed to you know making a certain type of nether, right? But the husband's not around to make her farah. He doesn't hear it. And Jeff she's breaking that email all over the place. over there. He, doesn't, he doesn't want to live with such a lady. So they say, you know what? We have a strategy for you over here. You come along, get the lady upset. Do something to get her all nervous. You, you're going to cause her to get that ne'erdid out. So she goes, I'm making a ne'erdid now. I'm not going to do this over here. Okay, beautiful. Don't tell anything. Go inside. Say, batel, veto. Now the ne'erdid is not on her. Once the ne'erdid is not... do a mean, second time. No, she's not doing it herself. We're saying, get the Ned out, so you'll hear it. <laughs> Once you hear it, you're going to go now inside. Vito, hafara. Good. So now, even though she, in herself, is going to break it, but it's not going to affect... First of all, there's no her. Now, she might not know that, but it's not enough where the Banim are going to be metim. So therefore, he's giving you an idea to be meir, that if your wife is a nadranit, and you don't—you're uh, that she breaks the darim. Just set her up with the neid will come out of her, and you'll make. Don't tell you everything, mefir it's Okay, very nice. You got her angry. Go inside mefer. At least she's protecting the kids. Now the kids are not going to die because really she's not. She's breaking the neid, but she's really not breaking the neid. Oh, so comes the and says, "No, no. And that's, that's unacceptable." Why? Giborah says, Amrudo, They told the Bimir, "En Adam dar im hash you can't live with a snake in a basket. Which means, um, exactly, you're going to get bit. Which means you can't protect yourself 24 hours from a snake. You're going to close your eyes, he's going to bite. They're sending you with this lady over here. Well, all day long you've got to be on guard. Does she make a nether so you can be meferet, uh, so the children are not going to die? And if she's a ishan uh, you've got to get rid of her. You can't live with her because she's going to make the darim away from you. And that's going to jeopardize the, uh, the children. So he doesn't obligate you, this shita, to stay together. Kabbalah says, Tanya, Kol um, uh, Similarly, you know your wife does not take Hala, Yahzor, Vyafrish, Aharya, she says, Okay, no problem, whenever you see she's making a dough, just go behind her, take, uh, take Hala, you don't have to get divorced, just uh, fix, fix, fix the bread, mm-hmm. again, Amru, Lo, in Adam, Dar, im Nahash, Biklifah, so he says the same thing, Listen, you can't live with a snake, you're not always going to be around when she's making the Hala, you're not always you're going to be there, and therefore you can't mandate that, you know, anytime she makes halah, just let him take it. You can't live with a snake, she's going to bite you without knowing. So basically we have two cases, we have the neder case, and we have the halah case, and both cases, the rabbi said you can't live with a snake. Now, it was said in two different cases. So the Gemara says, Man <laughs> according to the opinion that said it by halah, Kol sheken more so by nidalim. Why? It seems that halal was done every day. Halah is—is he is, make bread every day? So it's it's more difficult to control the halal situation that she's taking the halal. You always got to be alert, and therefore if the rabbi said, "In Adam dar hat when it comes to uh, ha, um, hala, So therefore, the Quran is saying, "Kol aha," which means when it comes to nidarim. Why? Look at the Ashi. Ashi says, Man de ila aha, deri tani takanta ahala. Oh, it's going on the takanta, on the tekana side, not the snake side. On the opinion that said, fix the hala. Go, 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 fix the hala, and then you'll be okay. So, if, and That's very hard to do, by the way, because it's hala every single day. So he really has to be alert. So if, if you're giving him a, a, an answer, fix it, called Sheken, we're going to tell him, stay married to the nadranit, because she doesn't make that many nedarim. Nedarim are not so common, like hala And therefore, for a common case, we have to be much more alert. He's telling you, fix it. Because she can have that are not so common. Fix it. However, the opposite. Which is the one that said it by nedarim. But by hala you can always be alert. Maybe she's going to make a bread that you weren't aware of. And you're going to end up eating it. So therefore... Even though he says, fix the nedarim, you can say, because the darima easy for him, because you don't make them that often, so will be aware of it. But challah is too, too, pra- too prevalent, and therefore you, you can't give him an option, oh, just fix it, we're going to fix it. Sometimes you know, you're know not going to be right to fix it, and then you end up eating it by mistake, and then what's going to happen? So therefore, he says, in that case, nobody can live with a snake. The Okay, now we discuss that you which is a certain laws of sini'ut that the ladies accepted upon themselves. And of course, the lady's not ki- being careful with this laws of sini'ut. You can give her a gift without a ketubah. So it says, she goes out without her hair covered. So the Gemara says, so we're talking about, you think that you is a lady that doesn't wear a, ha- a hair covering, which is mashma, that i hag, Yisrael. What do you mean? That's not that you know, That Moshe. How do you know that it's the Torah law that the lady has to cover her hair? Ufara isha. By the case of the sota, what happens? The Sotah goes to the Bet HaMikdash. And one of the procedures in the Bet HaMikdash, when the Kohen goes to this lady, that's the Sotah. Ufara Rosha isha. He uncovers her hair. Which is mashmawat. That hair was covered. So therefore the Gemara is saying it's a Torah law that the lady has to cover their hair. Uh, and that's the way uh, most of the Rishonim learn... Uh, the midi, etc., that uh, covering the hair is a doraita But we must point out the shita of the to tradition matad neshin and siman bet that he quotes from Haran Bam that smash that covering the hair of a lady is only isur the rabbanan, and therefore he wants to learn that when it says in this gemara over here ah doraita he it means is a remiz medoraita so it's a smachta medoraita so that's we he pointed out over here that it's, that it's, that it's uh, now uh, also uh, someone has said that this din of covering the hair is uh, only by Misua, only by a married lady, like the case of the Sultan, she was a married lady, but it's <laughs> not by a uh Pinuya. Gemara continues Vetana de Vir Bishmael. Azharal Libnot Yisrael." we learn from this Pasukov Shaisha, a warning to be not the Sashilo Yo Bifrowa Rosh. So comes the Gemara answers. Deoraita Kalata Kalta Shapirdame, which is oh Mina Torah all she has to wear is a kalta. Kalta, literally, that she says sal, it's like a basket or a netting, she yesh melemata bet kibul Like a basket has a hole in the bottom, receptacle she puts it on her head. Which means, there's holes on the top, so therefore really her hair is visible a little through the the holes. And she can stick things in it, like she puts her uh, needle uh, points in it and stuff, or pelach, uh, the... Um, the, the, the spindle, she puts it there. But the point is Torah, that's the covering that's, uh, that's mandatory. However, that Yehudit, the custom of Jewish girls came and said, What? Even that netting, that basket is assuming it's got to be a regular full covering where no hair is being shown. So that's what it means. If a lady comes along and she goes against that Yehudit, she goes out in the and she's wearing this uh, basket over her head. But you can see the hair from your, through the your basket. Divorce without a ketubah, you already it all that you did. Amar of Amar of Yohanan, kalta end ba mishum piruah Oh, so Yohanan said, be no, kalta is not considered piruarosh, Which is, if a lady goes out with this kalta biroshah, it's not considered uh, any suit. Right, so that's, 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 that's not a problem. So comes again and says, Haviba the So the bizirah analyzed. What do you mean it's not parosh? Where, where were you talking? Ilima bishuk. If you're going to tell me about what he's talking about in the marketplace, and if a lady wears this in the marketplace, dat yehuditi. What does it mean dat yehuditi? Which means, even though there's no yesudoraita to wear this, you're right, but you have an issue of dat yehudit. The Rehanan is telling me, if you wear this kalta no problem. No problem the oraita. But we just established there's a problem the banana, that the kaltah is not enough from Torah. You need a regular covering. Ela <inaudible> Ah, So Moshe was talking about in the uh, Hasir, which means a lady. Even in the hasid, she has to wear the kaltah. That's what R'Yehanan is saying. And if you wear a kaltah, this basket in the hats in mean, the courtyard no, a private courtyard she has in front of the house. We don't remember the courtyards, right? They used to live in courtyards, they have their homes. Boys. And in front of the homes, you have, let's say, the uh, the koyas. So that's what he's saying, that uh, when she's in the courtyard, uh, in the chatsir, so the kalta is okay. So the Gibras is, she didn't leave anybody uh, to stay married. Because the custom of Klai Seir, the girls wear in the chatsir, they don't wear anything. They leave their hair uncovered. So therefore, according to what you're saying now, that she's got to wear the kalta and the chaser, meaning, if she's not wearing the kalta, she's overed it. So therefore, you, you don't leave a, a married girl to the, to, to, to the descendants of Abraham yeah. Abinu. Every husband can divorce their wife now, because they're doing against the isur. Oh, yeah. Which means, how can you tell me that even in the chaser, she has to cover her hair? We're really in the Hasir, the, the ladies are not covering them. So, Amar B'yev Etim Ar-Av Kana, Mechaser Lechaser Vederich Mavuit what so, was saying was you're right in the Hasid itself she doesn't have to cover her hair but we're talking about when she's going from one Hasid to another Hasid through the mavui through the alley and in the alley there's a lot of people there's, 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 there's thoroughfare so therefore there's, 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 a Rabim there's a lot of people there but it's open to the Shruta Rabim. so therefore in that case she has to cover her hair then she has to wear the, 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 the basket at least but in the Hasid itself she's able to to not so that's the whole discussion and the laws of Sini'ut uh, Exactly, where and when does a lady have to uh, cover her hair? Someone, someone learns to give it a little more mahmid. no, in the chaser, you have to even wear a kalta, and they, they, they learn to give it a little differently. And some are so mahmid that they, even when the ladies in our privacy of own house. She should still cover her hair, like the Gabra says in uh, Yoma, the lady Kimhit, who had uh, you know, seven Kwanin Gedolim that came out of her. And they asked her, you know, What do you credit this to? And she said, Because the walls of my house never saw my, uh, my hair. That means even in her own privacy of her own home, she kept the laws of suits. So we see this direct effect of tzni'ut of a lady and the children, which means everybody's talking about Hanukhi Yadim and different uh, methods and uh, psychologies and uh, the methodologies. But I see over here, the Gemara is also teaching us that um, the Tsini of a lady directly affects the outcome of the children. And then this is the parameters exactly uh, when and uh, how and uh, where. Gemara continues, Okay, so she's uh, needling, uh, needle pointing, or what do you call it, uh, uh, weaving. In the marketplace, they're talking to men. Mm. So he said that's already uh, flirtatious. So she's talking to other men. That's already grounds for divorce. She'll have to pay ketuba. Amar So what's the reason He gives a different reason. Uh, because when she's uh, weaving and going like this, her sleeve, you know, uh, goes up. And therefore, she's revealing her uh, arm to expose the arm to the people. Again, lack of sini'ut. That's a lack of sini'ut. So that, that's a separate item, which is when she's weaving, that's a separate reason the the public. Well, she, she, it's a lack of sini'ut. Now, <laughs> let's say she has red string. Okay? She's weaving a red string. So what happens? When the lady's in public, so she's weaving the red string, the red string, it, it, it goes to, let's say, her mouth, where she's. You know, she's trying to, to you know, needle it. needle it and thread it. And it, 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 it drools down this, uh, this, this um, red thread to Paniha no. Shilmata. And therefore, it causes people to look. Because, you know, you see red threads, so you follow it. And you're following it down to Paniha Shilmata. Even though she's dressed. But it's not Sini'ut. It's, she's causing people to look at places that are not Sini'ut. Fourth line of the sheet verid kaneg Pane Tava Behip Behipa Alierecha Vihut Mitrad Kenneged Paneha Shelmata. Okay, so you do the word vered mitraded like it 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 just dangles. It dang okay it dangles down as she's uh, weaving weeping turns not uh not not sniff. Not, not. Okay. Give me the exact language. Right, mit rad, mit raded. It's <laughs> mit <CMS> pasht <Klimascake> and ofel ben nagleha. Keneged otom makom. Kedeshi is <laughs> takelubah b'nei adam, but she's doing it on purpose. She's rest. They have already did rud averah, and they're gonna come to it rud averah. adam. She's talking to people. That's the case. i talking to people. She's flirtatious. She talks to people. Amar v'udam ashu'er b'msacheket im b'cholim. Which means she's talking to the, to the, she's talking to the, uh, to the young ones. Or she's ma'rikha. Or she, instead of, she could say things in a short way, but she's talking a little long and, uh, you know, extra, extra words over there. Amar Avabar vr. Hana, zimna hada, one time, Habak azina batre drev uqba. I was walking with Rav uqba. Hazite lahi aravya. So an Arab lady. Da And there she was sitting. She had her, she took her pilcha. that's the, um, spindle. is that called a spindle? The spindle, that's what she weaves with. So when she saw the rabbis walking by, she took the spindle, and she threw it on the floor. She, <laughs> she, she purposely, she dropped it out of her hands, and uh, what happened, the the spool went down, the thread went down to like the custom, like that people did. That's right, um, well actually, she was holding the spindle weaving, and she had the thread was going down to Paneer Mata. That's so far the story. When she saw us, she stopped weaving, and she threw the spindle on the ground. Young man, have the pelach. Give me the plakh. As she did it on purpose she's looking for an excuse that she could talk to these uh, men over here <coughs> so then when she saw them coming close, she drops it on the vlog, excuse me uh, could you uh, could you pick up the uh, spindle for me hmm. Amar Ba Rav Uqba so Rav Uqba said about this lady Milta he said halacha regarding this lady which means he was basically saying if this would happen by a Jewish woman get without a kituba this, this is the case we're talking so the I wants to know exactly what did she do uh, exactly, that, that Morugba said that uh, she's wrong. So, Ma'i, so, Amar, Amar Ba Ravina, so Ravina said, I'm sorry, My Amar Ba, what did he say? Ravina Amar, Tava Bishuk, simple. Tava, even before she opened her mouth, Tava Bishuk. What did we say before? Once a lady is Tava bishuk, she's revealing her arms, uh, or, or or she's causing the uh, threat to go to Paneshal Mata, so finish. Because nah, she's talking to strangers in the street, she dropped her spindle and she says, "Hey, young man, could you pick this uh, pick this up for me?" Finish. Even that, a small little conversation, it wasn't necessary. What do you have to talk to somebody else for? Then, already the husband would be able to come along and say, "You talk to somebody else." Get without a ketubah. So, is that a lady that curses? Her father, her husband's parents, in front of him. <laughs> so he comes along and says that when it says Bifanav, not only does it mean Bifanav Daf got a husband, but even in front of his children, "molidav," which means the mother goes in front of the children. And says, you know, you hope something happens to you, you know, to, 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 your, to, to your father's uh, parents or something like that. She's so telling the children. That's already considered bifanath. Now, how do you know that the children, when you say something in front of the children, it's as if you're saying it in front of the husband. They see manak, you can remember this? um Nasheh. Which means you see in the pasuk. It's um Nasheh, which was the second generation. It's considered the pasuk says, so, as if they say, when you say something in front of Ephraim and Menashe, it's like you're saying it in front of the generation before it, it was who? Veshemon. Of course, they were Yosef's children. So that's the second generation. So you just see this person. second generation is like the first generation. And therefore, when you're saying it in front of the children, it's as if you're saying it in front of the husband. So therefore, the same rule of the Mishnah applies. What does she say? So she says like this: <laughs> You know, a lion should eat uh, grandpa. <laughs> and she said it in front of the children. So that's uh, she's uh, cursing him out that they should, he should get eaten by a lion. Right? <laughs> and she said it in front of the uh, children. Bedtime story. That's good. Rabbi Tarfon Omer Afa Kolanit. So we said even a Kolanit that they get divorced without a ketubah. So the Gemara says my Kolanit. What's considered a Kolanit? Amar Yudam Ashmuel B'mashmaat Kolah Al Esket Oh which means he's talking private things and she's screaming and yelling in the whole neighborhood hears the private uh, his private items that she says Keshe Medaber Ema Al Esket She's fighting with him. He's embarrassed. She's talking private. He's talking private eyes with him, and she's screaming. The case is totally away. She has tashmish in this haser. The Nishma but she's she's loud in the tashmish because she's bizarre. She has pain. And therefore, she's screaming during the tashmish because of the pain to the neighbors can hear, which so that's already embarrassing for the husband. she says, tashmish kashela. The tashmish is hard, right? It's meaning it's uh, painful. So comes Gibran and says, Vinitiag Which is the next Mishnah is going to discuss different uh, mumin blemishes that a lady has. That you can divorce her without a ketuba, so what, that's how it has a blemish. She, she cannot have tashmish. She's screaming and things like that. She has sad. Why is it put in the next mishnah? So it says, "Niftigavimum uh, the next And i the You're right. Go back to the original answer that she's a kohenini. She's fighting with the husband and and ona, and she's loud, and uh, the neighbors are able to hear this item, and therefore it causes him. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen. Amen.